Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Believe in Commanders. It's Anthony Armstrong. I'm with my man, Brian Murphy, on the other side of the screen. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Triple A, ready for some football. Middle of the week. It's kind of the the dry spell of the week but thursday is right around the corner and then into the weekend so i'm excited to get into week two for sure yes indeed it's a heavy work day in the league you know wednesdays are heavy work day i mean you're putting in the bulk of your playbook so you know you're everybody else is 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 bored on wednesday it's hump day but there's a lot of work going into these weekend games that you can put some money on that's right put some money on it and bet online we're we are so grateful to those guys always uh, for supporting the show Remember, it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, golf, all of it is there for you uh, to make some wagers on. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Make sure you head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. 50 B-L-E-A-V, as the buzzer goes off to remind me, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So we'll get to our picks later in a crazy week one, but what were some of your overall thoughts before we dive into the Commander's Lions? What were your overall thoughts on uh, week one as a whole and just the fact that football was back and it was back in a big way last week? You know, overall. I was surprised, not really surprised, I was gladly surprised, pleasantly surprised by the amount of good football that was just played across the board. There, I mean, there were a couple of games where I remember making our picks, we were like, oh, psh, this is easily going to be this team or easily going to be that team. But, you know, it's it's good to actually see, like, you know, the Colts and the Texans, they play to mm-hmm. a tie. Right. You know, people were thinking now I thought it was going to be Colts all day. But Lovey Smith had those guys playing really well. I mean, the 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 upcoming opponent for for the uh, for the commanders, the Lions, they put up thirty five. I mean, that's nothing. That's nothing to sneeze at. So that's a that's a hell of a performance. There's a lot of good football being played. um, And that that was my overall surprise for week one. What about you? Yeah, I just loved how close the games were. You're, you're right. Last week, we we talked about some of the uh, hefty lines that were out there. And looking ahead to the picks this week, there's some hefty lines again this week. Um, but the NFL is a one-possession league, and you got you to gotta slam the door shut. As the Falcons learned, being up 16 in the fourth quarter, couldn't close it out. Um, as you saw, the Titans couldn't fin- off, finish off the lowly Giants. They had a big win there. A couple games went into overtime. So it was just a lot of fun. And it honestly brought me back to last season. Last year's playoffs were incredible. It felt like everything was That's down true. to the wire. And week one That's just kind of jumped off where, where last year left off. So uh, it, that football is back and back in a big way. And it, it, it makes me think about uh, last week a little bit. Like, you know, you can't take a team like the Jaguars, even though they were not very good last year. You can't take them for granted because they're an NFL team with guys that are out there wanting to prove themselves. And they almost got the commanders. Same way, like you mentioned, the Lions almost got the Eagles. And uh, there were just some teams that really kind of surprised me. And uh, you could even talk about the Seahawks on Monday night. I thought Russell Wilson was going to go in there and show them what they were missing. And he played pretty well, but the Seahawks came out on top. And Geno Smith has, uh, you know, had a bunch of doubters and he proved them all wrong for at least one night. So it's just fun to see that. I feel like that's the difference between the NFL that 
literally almost every game can come down to one possession or a, a handful of key plays, and that that, that, that makes true. it really fun. I could say that as I mean, college football is, has been going on, and uh, you know, I'm I'm a fan of, of Texas UT, and you know they played against Alabama, and on on Bet Online they had a they were a twenty point dog, right? And I tried to set my account up, but I didn't get to put the funds <laughs> in. But man, I was like, oh, I was like, I like twenty. It seems like a little bit disrespectful on the yeah. road, um, but and and they played them down to where they almost beat those guys. So I mean, they. The thing about the NFL is that every week definitely can be, you know, the best team can get beat. You know, so yep. it's, you don't usually get those undefeated seasons and things like that. So that's why I love the NFL. So so going back to to week one before we, you know, move on to week two, want to just kind of put a bow on the Jaguars games. I know I've seen a lot of breakdowns on Twitter. I'm, I just can't help but watch every single one of them. But what were, were some of your final thoughts on the Jaguars game? Uh, did you have a couple of players that stood out for good or bad reasons? Or, or what are your final, you know, the final pretty little bow on top of week one and at FedEx beating the Jaguars? Uh, well, first off, you know, after the game, you, your instant reaction, I'm like, you're like elated. I'm elated. I'm like, this is great. You know, it's a great win. They ended up finding a way to win, made a lot of stops down the red zone uh, on defense and, and really made a lot of plays. Um, but then I just got access. I got to, got to look at some of the all 22. And I watched a little bit of the game before we got rolling here. And the one, one thing I learned from a coach in the past, they said that the tape, is it's never as good as you think, and it's never as bad as you as bad as you think. And there were some definite holes, especially on that first drive that Jacksonville had. They were they were they, they were taking advantage of the linebacker position, more specifically Jamie Davis. Uh, and so I know leading into this game against Detroit, we're going to need much better play from that linebacker position. Um, and you're going to have to really make sure you're on your p's and q's because they have a running attack that is that is going to be really good this year. Uh, so just looking back so far, it's just that the linebackers, I got to get those guys to play a little bit better, uh, be able to you know understand when the play action has happened and you can drop back into a zone, maybe get underneath the route, just play overall better ball. Maybe they got to communicate better to the D-line, understand where they need to fit, uh, or even communicate with safeties and DBs to understand where their help is and where they can drop to. So definite need some improvement and some help at that linebacker position. Yeah, I agree. And, and you mentioned DeAndre Swift coming up and they also have Jamal Williams. It's very similar to what the Jaguars had in, in James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Just a couple of guys that um, can do a little bit of everything. So the, the linebackers have to be ready for that. Um, you know, I, I, I went back again, kind of rewatched the game and saw a bunch of flags on the secondary. And so they got to tighten that up. It sounds like the league is going to kind of kind of keep an eye on some of that illegal contact stuff a little bit more than they, they're they're used to probably. Um, I'm kind of curious to see if Cam Curl comes back. I know Derek Forrest played really well, but I feel like Cam Curl could help sure up a little bit of those secondary issues from last week because um, to me, uh, I felt like there, there were a couple of plays that could have been made or could have been slowed down a little bit by the secondary. Um, yeah. Just to me, the, the defense can probably just tighten a little bit of everything up really and you kind of have to do that yeah you kind of have to do that especially with a, a strong running back like swift coming up yeah and i agree with that i think that's overall i mean the thing about defense is every, the defense happens as a cohesive unit 
you know, and there are times where one person can be out of out of position and it not affect anybody. On offense, it's a little bit different where, you know, if, if one O-line misses a block, the whole thing can be done. It's going to take some a valiant effort by somebody to, to, to make that happen uh, positively. But on defense, you know, where the O-line or where the D-line fits in certain gaps affects where the linebacker fits in certain gaps. If somebody goes the wrong direction, there's a huge hole. Uh, so everybody has to be on their P's and Q's. It's just like a key. And when you slide the key in, every little part of the lock right. drops in. That's just like on defense. And if one of those are out of place, that thing don't turn. So yeah. make sure everybody is in place and, and the key will go in perfect. And one more thing from last week, not to take away from what the commanders did, because I think it was all impressive, and I think they absolutely earned that comeback win. But the Jaguars missed a lot of opportunities, and it started early in the game. Trevor Lawrence missed Travis Etienne for a, a touchdown. Etienne had a drop. So they, they got to sure up some of that there and not, not rely on the offense to make that many mistakes because more often than not, NFL quarterbacks are going to make you pay. Yeah, and on that same drive, literally the very next play – after that ETN wheel route, they, they lined up in a similar formation. They motioned Kirk, Christian Kirk to the backfield. He ran a wheel route, mm. uh, and he was wide open. Uh, what was it, Trevor Lawrence? He, he forced it into, like, triple coverage. It was incomplete. So two two opportunities that were missed that by Trevor Lawrence there. So that's on tape now. That stuff is on right. tape now. I, I can guarantee you. You will see some running backs or somebody, Amon St. St. Brown, one of them running out of the backfield, doing some wheel routes. Put a put, mark it down right here. That's going to happen in this game. Promise. Well, well, so that takes us into Detroit and week two and some of the key matchups that we have coming up. Uh, what are your thoughts? Maybe what is the, the first matchup that jumps out to you? Because it, you know, we mentioned the Jaguars were down last year. We mentioned the Lions weren't very good last year, but they've got some playmakers on on that offense. And so what's a what's a matchup that maybe stands out initially and one that you're going to certainly be watching and maybe kind of putting a star next to? The first matchup is the Washington defensive line, the entire unit going against that offensive line for the Lions. I mean, that is a big Nasty, mean group of guys. Penny Sewell, you got the Taylor Lewan on the side, Frank Ragnar. Those guys are going to run the ball. Dan Campbell wants to run the ball. He wants it to be a physical game. And they put up, what, 180 yards last game against Philly, uh, 90 yards by, well, no, 144 by DeAndre Swift. The, uh, Jamal Williams had a couple of touchdowns. He had about close to about 50, 60 yards as well. They're going to run the football. Now mm-hmm. you're down for Darian Mathis, who's on, who's on IR. You sign a young a young guy um, off of the free agency, undrafted free agent. He comes in, so he's going to join the 53. Uh, that D-line is going to have to be the first point of attack. Uh, and then really after that is that linebacker. We just talked about how they have to be sound on their gaps and their fits because they're going to see a lot of inside run. It's going to be a physical affair, and you got to make sure you bring your lunch pail to Detroit because it's going to be a fist fight. Yeah, I'm with you. All that stuff is the first stuff I'm looking at. It's the the defense specifically, the the linebackers. I, we know, you know, you never want to, you know, concede early, but you know DeAndre Swift's going to get his yards on the ground. What makes me even more nervous than that is him out of the backfield and, you know, watching Jamin Davis or Cole Holcomb trying to chase him down in, in coverage. So I, I really hope that they they have a game plan in mind to, to kind of limit 
him in the passing game. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of kind of what I talked about earlier. What does the secondary do against Amon Ross St. Brown? They got TJ Hawkinson, who's probably a top 10 tight end. So th- this line team, they, they have a bunch of playmakers uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And, and Jared Goff, while he's, uh, I don't think he's a bust like we thought he might be his first couple of years. And I, I don't think he's he's great by any means, but he's going to take what's there. You know, he doesn't seem like the court kind of quarterback that's going to kind of force it. And so if there are these open underneath things, you got to think that that's where he's going to go. Um, on yeah, the he, 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 oh, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in on golf. He he did he played well in that game. Yeah. I think that he I think that he made good decisions with the ball and he pushed the ball downfield. So yeah. that's that's the thing you're gonna have to be ready for him to throw it down there. But uh, he didn't start doing that until a little bit later in the game uh, when they they were you know they were down by 14 at that point. But he still drove them back. They were down yeah. by 14 in the fourth, right? So. Uh, I, I don't think this is that Jared Goff of old, you no. know, who who hasn't played. He means one and one against Washington in his career. Um, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't done anything too exciting in the past. But I think he's a pretty solid quarterback. Um, and you got to make sure you're on your p's and q's because he will he will tear you up a little bit. Yeah, he, he's he's been around a while now. He's not uh, some young guy. He's uh, you know him and Carson Wentz that uh, we haven't even talked about that number one overall pick versus number two overall pick from the the uh, 2016 draft. So mm. that that's a nice little matchup there. I didn't even think about that. These guys have bounced around, uh, you know, Carson Wentz a couple of times, Jared Goff yeah. involved in the Matthew Stafford trade. You got to think that they're kind of, they, they probably won't say it, but you got to kind of think that they want to come out on top of this, you know, knowing the other guy was right there as well. So that'll be interesting to see. And um, speaking of Carson Wentz, the the offense, hopefully they can get humming again like they did at the beginning of the game. And then at the end of the game, hopefully they can start off strong against the Detroit Lions, who, um, despite the fact that, you know, they were right there with the Eagles, gave up 38 points. It seems like this defense can maybe, you know, be susceptible to some big plays. The Eagles ran the ball really well. We know that that's what they do. That's their their MO. They had four rushing touchdowns. So, uh, you know, it seems like they the, the, the Washington offense has a chance to be pretty successful on their side of the ball, too. That is true. That is true. I'm going to start with the receivers. Uh, there wasn't much going on for Philly other than uh, other than uh, what was what's the guy? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. I'm about to say yeah. Anthony Brown. <laughs> I'm like, that's not his name. A.J. Brown. He was he was getting off. He was having a day. I mean, it was it was getting to the point where it's like, you know, they're going to throw it to him. And then they did anyway, and he was open. So there's going to be ways to to get get him get Terry McLaurin open and getting the passes to some different people. Um, now Jalen Hurts, he did a wonderful job, and this is replay this in another week. Whenever you know Washington plays Philly, Jalen Hurts did a great job evading pressure and getting out of the pocket and creating with his legs. He ended up with 90 yards rushing on the day, and I feel like the majority came from just getting out of the pocket, just mm-hmm. finding a way to extend the play, either A, to pass the ball to somebody, or B, to take off, because he's not afraid to do that. A um, couple times he does, he'll he'll slide late, so he did draw a personal foul. So you got to be careful on that. I don't think he's going to pull a, a Kenny Pickett fake slide. Yeah, uh, I don't think that really flies in the league too well, but you got to understand that he he did a good job moving his feet, and it makes me makes me wonder – how is that Washington O-line going to, to hold up? And, and there was a great stat. Uh, it was on Instagram. I think I sent it to you. I think it was from like Wash, Washington Daily. It's like a Washington mm. Daily Instagram. They said that Carson Wentz had the most time 
to deliver the ball yeah. in the league in the week. It was like 3.14 seconds. So that's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. If you can get that same type of performance going against Detroit, there are going to be some holes in that in that zone. You're going to have enough time to get your playmakers out in space. And the way that uh, Scott Turner's been dialing things up and being very creative with people, it's going to be a very, very good day for this offense if they can keep Carson Wentz upright and keep a you know clear space for him to, to throw the ball from. Well, and Carson Wentz obviously is no Jalen Hurts, but I thought against the Jaguars, he did a pretty good job of that same thing, that kind of getting himself a little bit more space, a little bit more time, which helped contribute to that having you know more time to throw the ball. But I think that'll be key, especially against a, another hungry pass rusher and Aiden, a hungry young pass rusher and Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll that'll definitely be uh, be huge. Can the offensive line protect Carson Wentz like they did last week? Only gave up the one sack, um, and give him time to get it to these playmakers. Which you know, one week in, it's obviously a small sample size, but it seems like this is a legitimate group of playmakers. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited for for what Washington does. This kind of feels like um, a game that they have dropped in years past, right? You have a big win, a, an emotional win, a comeback win, and then you come out flat the next week. So Washington has a real chance and a real solid chance to go two and zero. and it's, it's, you know, are you putting some of the skeletons of the past away? Can you actually capitalize on that? Or are you going to come out flat? I'd like to think that Scott Turner and, and Ron Rivera are going to capitalize on success from last week, but I, it just makes me a little nervous that that they do come out a little, you know, mad to start the game. How you know? I I'm sorry. I feel like they are going to be. They're gonna. I feel like you got to roll with that same momentum. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, coming into the season. You know, I looked at it. I, I'm like, shoot, I think that they can beat Detroit. You know, even, you know, just thinking last year's team versus the previous year's teams on paper, you're like, yeah, we should be able to, to play these guys and should be able to win. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to give yourself an opportunity. And, and from week one's performance, you got to feel a lot of confidence rolling into this game. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And I, I think. I think that they're going to try really hard to not let that let down game happen. Um, but it is crazy. I was looking back. I think Washington and Detroit have probably played six or seven times over the last like 10, 15 years. And the last time Washington won in Detroit, Jason Campbell threw a 50 yard touchdown pass to Santana Moss. Uh, Santana Moss also had a punt return. So that was in uh, 2008 at some point. I don't have the exact date in front of me, but it's been a minute since Washington has won in Detroit. I think they've lost the last three or four there. So it'd be nice to kind of go exercise those demons and, and go get a win against a team that you're, that you, you I think on paper, and I, I don't think that I'm being biased by any means, but I think on paper that they're better than the Lions. And so, uh, you know, go out there, stick with that momentum, like we said, and, and make it happen and come back home for a big divisional matchup up, you know, two games to nothing there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a it's going to be it's going to be a good game. Like it's it's going to be a really good ball game. And it's going to be a tight, a tight game. I don't know what the spread is, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, we'll 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 get to the we'll get to the picks later. One one name I wanted to mention, and he's been your guy so far, and that's Antonio Gibson. But the Eagles, as we mentioned a, a second ago, they gashed the Lions for I want to say over two hundred yards. I think yeah. this would be a really good game to to continue to feature Antonio Gibson, get him the ball in a bunch of different ways, especially on the ground, and let him go at it. I think a that that is a, a key to success for this this game against the Lions. 
But B, I think you continue to boost his confidence. I think last week was so huge for his confidence, knowing that they trusted him uh, to 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 carry the load in, in a couple of different situations. But to continue that, man, to boost that guy's confidence and to see what he can do with you know you know a, a boost from his coaches and a boost from his teammates, that could be something scary and just. Uh, I keep thinking about Brian Robinson coming back and the one-two punch there is going to be really, really special, especially if you've got Antonio Gibson kind of humming in a bunch of different ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's – yes, the answer is yes. It, it's definitely a great opportunity. It's a fast track too. Oh, I remember playing in Detroit. It is a mm-hmm. fast track. So they're going to – there's going to be a lot of speed out there, a lot of people moving around. And right. As long as Carson makes good, solid decisions like he did in week one. It'll yeah. be a good day. Well, I, I'm nervous for DeAndre Swift, but I am really nervous for Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he kind of took off last year like a jet, and it's just continued already into this year, scored last week. So uh, secondary's yeah. got to be on their P's and Q's and 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 figure out ways to get stops there yeah. Um, yeah. as well. Uh, another thing that has to improve, I'm sorry to jump in again, but the tackling. Mm. You're going up against these really good running backs. You're yeah. going to have to tackle, you know, uh, Amon Ra. He, he's a shifty receiver where he can break a tackle and then make it a big run. You know, you got to get a couple big guys on the outside. You know, DJ Chark's out there. Um, who else you got out there? Uh, I had it on my other page. I wrote down DJ Chark, Amon Ra, St. Brown. Those are the two guys I really circled. And TJ Hawkinson, um, mm-hmm. you know, big tight end. But, yeah, the tackling has to be on point. Really, really, really got to tackle well. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to, you know, compound the situation by missing a tackle and making things worse. And I and that two-headed monster, I mean, it's not like, you know, DeAndre Swift checks out of the game and you get a breather. I mean, Jamal Williams is a starting caliber back as well. We saw him score twice last week. And um, so you just got to be ready to go and ready to, to, to stop um those guys so it should be a fun one i i think that washington can can win this one i think that they're gonna uh ride the high of last week not get too cocky but know that they've got their work cut out for them and how sweet it would be to come back home uh facing the eagles with a a 2-0 record that'd be that'd be really awesome our fantasy team also is looking for a 2-0 record we dominated last week i don't have the score in front of me but we put up like 140 something points so Nice job there. We had we play Ovi Muhaley and the Falcons team this week. I think we had the Cardinals Ooh. team last week, but Team Commanders was humming on a bunch of different uh, levels. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Uh, I really I like our team. I like our team. I'm obviously and uh, and I saw Dallas Goddard had a catch yes. and run. Yeah. I was like I was like that's our guy. Yeah. Let's go. I was excited, we put, man. We put together a solid team, so hopefully we can continue uh make it 2 and 0 this week. Uh if, if you could, I would say that you bet on team commanders in fantasy, but you you can't. I don't think those odds are available. But what you can do is go to week 2 picks and those lines are up. Um we um we uh have our record from last week. Uh week 1 was meh, I think is the best meh. way to put it. Yeah, it was average. I'm yeah. above average technically. True. <laughs> True. You went eight, seven, and one, and I went seven, eight, and one. Those ties and uh, a couple of teams like the Giants kind of pulling some some upsets there kind of threw things off. So kind of right around five hundred, but I think we got a good chance to uh, right those some of those wrongs and see what we can do here in week two. So um, let's. I, I'm I'm going to go out of order. Let's start with the Commanders and the Lions. I saw it on Bet Online at uh, 
one point. I've seen it other places. The Lions are favored by two and a half points. What are you thinking uh, as your, your official pick for for the Commanders and the Lions and going to Detroit? Um, well, let's see. You say if we're going with the spread, too, I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah, Lions by one. Commanders, they're going to win. Okay. They're going to cover. They're going to win. That's my pick. I think as nervous as I am for the letdown game that we have seen so many times before, I think that they're going to win also. I think that they they cover and win and uh, have a have a big game. I think they kind of shut down the Lions a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going with the, the non-biased, non-homer pick at all and the Commanders as well to take down the Lions. So then let's go down the, the line. The first uh, Amazon Prime Thursday night game. Chargers and Chiefs, probably two of the most fun game teams to watch last weekend. Chiefs are favored by four and a half. What do you think they do at home? Patrick Mahomes coming off a five-touchdown pass game. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be a good day. I am mad. I got to run camp that night. I might call it. <laughs> I'm playing. I'll be there. We're going to get that work, y'all. Chargers, Chiefs. That's going to be an exciting game. Um, are we going against the spread on these picks? Or we yeah, let's straight let's up? try because uh, right. it. Why not? You know. Okay, so in that instance, early in the year the Chiefs are hot, so I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover early in the year. All right, I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. I agree with you there. I think Mahomes adds at least two more touchdown passes. I think the Chargers are going to probably not have Keenan Allen, so I think that's going to be a big part of it. So I think the Chiefs um, have a pretty decent not easy time, but a pretty good time on Thursday night. Uh, so the dolphins who were, uh, who looked like they just kind of manhandled the Patriots last week, going up to Baltimore to face the Ravens, the Ravens, a three and a half point favorite. I'm sticking with Lamar Jackson. I know, I know we've both talked about how much we like the dolphins, but I like Lamar Jackson at home. I think they win and they cover those three and a half points. Yeah, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. That, that, that you know, the Dolphins—they're they're off to a hot start. Definitely playing for, uh, for you know, uh, memory of a, of a lost uh, person in the organization, Jason Jenkins. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know what? I'm going to flip my pick. I'm going to oh. go with the Fighting Mike Daniels's. I'm going okay. with the Fighting Mike Daniels's. I think that they will cover. Definitely okay. think they will cover. All right, I like it. Uh, next, the Jets and the Browns. The Jets, it sounds like they're going to start uh, Joe Flacco again against the Browns, who took down their their old quarterback, Baker Mayfield, uh, with a long field goal. Browns are favored by six points. I don't know that I really like the Browns that much, but I just don't see the Jets doing a whole lot. So I think by default, I'm going to go with the Browns to cover at home. With their new field, did you see that they put the the elf whatever yeah. his name is in the middle? Brownie, of the field. Brownie yeah. is his name. Okay. okay, Brownie is his name. I think I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool because like I actually have a hat. I have one of the hats whenever nice. I was I was literally with it was like summer camp when I was with Cleveland. I mean, it's like I'm going away to school, Miles. I'm going to come, <laughs> summer camp. I'll be back after. But um, either way, Brownie, I got him on a hat. I like the Brownie look. So like that that's cool, cool little switch up. Now that's different. I thought it was different. Alternate yeah, like field it. logo. Yeah. How about that? Whenever I got alternate helmets, they got an alternate field. That's pretty good. Let's yeah. see. Browns, Browns, Jets. By six, though. 
I know that's that's my thing, but I just I don't see the Jets doing a whole lot. But yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm taking the Browns, man. Miles Garrett, you know, I'm taking the Browns. I like it. All right, so we're the same there. The Colts, who finished in a tie with the Texans last week versus the Jaguars, who the Commanders knocked off by six. Jaguars are at home, but the Colts are favored by four points. What are your thoughts there for the AFC South matchup? I'm taking Jacksonville. I am too. Jacksonville. I am too. I think they're better than people think. I think the Colts, uh, I don't think they're uh, head and shoulders above people like they 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 maybe thought they were so i'm gonna take the jaguars at home in an upset there yeah um the bucks at the saints i think i saw that tom brady is and four against the spread against the the saints maybe since joining the bucks i could have my stats totally wrong but i think he's even commented how he struggled with the saints but the bucks are a three-point road favorite going to new orleans another divisional matchup nfc south this time so bucks at saints what are you thinking there you know, I'm gonna go with the Saints on this one. Okay. And reason is 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 the one of the DB coaches, Sterling Moore. He uh, played in the league for a really long time, and I'm not just picking it because I like him, but I'm picking him because he played the position really well, and he's gonna have that secondary playing really well. Uh, I think they're gonna be able to match up against Julio and the rest of those receivers. So um, they they're gonna get some here and there, but I think that, I think that the Saints will find a way uh, to get that W. I am going to go with the Bucks. I think the Saints um, are a solid team. I just think Tom Brady didn't have a great performance against the Cowboys. Still got the job done, but I think he comes out firing. So I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. Uh, a big surprise team, the Giants at home, a one-point favorite hosting the Panthers. Uh, they go for two. They beat the Titans, who I thought were going to definitely wipe the floor with them last week. So it was totally wrong there. What do you think the Giants do now? Kind of a whole new look at them as they have a legitimate shot to start two and zero against the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, I think they're gonna. Uh, I think they'll make that happen. I think they'll make that happen. They surprised me. So, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. he reminds you who he was. He's like I'm yeah. him. Well, I'm they, him. They, they took the ball out of Daniel Jones's hands, which I think you kind of have to do a guy that turns it over a whole lot, but. Uh, who better to give it to than prime Saquon Barkley? Because that's what we saw last week. I think that continues. I agree. Take the Giants. Patriots, a one-point favorite, which I'm surprised they're favored in this game. But they're going to the Steelers. Like I said, a one-point favorite in Pittsburgh. I think I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, they just find a way to win like they did last week. I don't think the Patriots are very good. They looked very meh to gross on offense last week. I think the Steelers... Yeah. Uh, win this one at home. I'm going Steelers as well, and I'm not just trying to pick everything you pick, but I'm going Steelers as well. I, <laughs> I think my, Minka Fitzpatrick. My he's gosh, he's gonna find he's he's gonna have two interceptions. He's gonna have two turnovers in this game. One will well, be an interception. He'll probably find his way to a fumble or something on the other one. Well, he also already has a touchdown, so he's gonna outscore some offensive players this year for sure. Yeah, he, get, yeah, he definitely has more touchdowns than the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, I love that. Lo- only team not to score a touchdown last week. A little tidbit for you out there. Um, Sorry, we'll get to them in a second. Um, now we got the Falcons at the Rams. Falcons, a disappointing blown fourth quarter, kind of their MO here in Atlanta. Uh, taking on the Rams, who had a disappointing opening night loss. Ten and a half point favorite at home, though. That's a, uh, I said it last week, that's a hefty number. 
All that being said, I think the Rams come out angry and they get it done. I think they win by two touchdowns. I can see that happening. I mean, Sean McVay is a is a competitive guy. He's a fiery little dude. So yeah. he's he he would want to put 50 up, I bet. He would want to put 50 up. Now, is he gonna put 50 up? That's the question. I don't know. I'm gonna take the Falcons just I just because I think they, they can at least stay within 10 and a half. They might lose by 10. Yep. But I think I think I'm gonna take the Falcons for that particular bet, but I do think the Rams would win. So the ATL for me. Okay. Uh another big number, and I this might be the most surprising, especially after last week. The 49ers lost to the Bears. They're going home. They're 10 point favorite against the Seahawks. Uh what are you thinking about this one? An NFC West matchup there in the Bay. Yeah, I Take go on and take you put your money on the Seahawks, man. That they played, they played a great game against the Broncos. They they fought off the Russ homecoming. Like they they're gonna have some momentum, and now they're gonna go play a rival. Yeah, I think that the Seahawks can cover. I tell, I think they could probably win that game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Geno Smith could do just enough to frustrate the 49ers like he did on Monday night. I don't know if the Seahawks are gonna be good, but I you know I like what I saw from them. Uh, and I just I don't know about the 49ers. I think Trey Lance has still got some um, kinks to work out a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks early to cover that 10 points. That just feels so huge. But obviously Vegas knows better than I do. Well, that'll be an interesting one. So now the Bengals going to the Cowboys, the Dakless Cowboys, who did not score a touchdown, as Anthony mentioned, the only uh, team not to score a touchdown. Just want to make sure everybody hears that again. Uh, the Bengals are an eight-point favorite going on the road to Jerry World. Uh, what are your thoughts on the the Bengals and Cowboys? Man, I tell you, it that sucks for Dak that he that he hurt his, his uh, thumb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that sucks. That's just an unfortunate mm. start to the year. It's like golly. Um, but you know, the, the Bengals they they've been known to give the ball away. Uh, obviously, you saw what happened last week, and they still were very close to, to, to winning. So uh, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover. I think they'll cover. I think they'll get a touchdown. I don't know if they'll win, though, but I think I definitely think they'll cover. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think it's another thing where they're frustrated. I think they're better than they played last week. They kind of gave that one. Oh, they had to come back, and then they gave it away with a missed extra point in regulation. So – I think I'm going to go with the Bengals and uh, the Cowboys are going to be sitting there 0 and 2 and going to have some question marks there. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Bengals to cover those eight points. The Broncos, a 10 point favorite at home against the Texans. The Texans tied last week. The Broncos lost on Monday Night Football on a 64 yard missed field goal. What is Russell Wilson doing his home debut in Denver? He is already going over the script for the upcoming game. He's just already up there practicing it, but he doesn't. The the Texans are they they played pretty well. Played mm-hmm. pretty well. I, I mean, the Broncos. I think they have, do have a solid team, um, but I think that the Texans can cover this. I think they can cover this. I don't think they'll win, but I think they can cover this. These high numbers make me nervous, but for whatever reason, maybe I'm a sucker. I'm going to take the Broncos. I think it's a it's another one where they they're off to show that last week was a fluke two fumbles at the goal line. I wouldn't be shocked if they put up north of 35 points in this one. So I'm going to take the Broncos uh, to win at home and to cover. And then we've got the um, Raiders at home against the Cardinals. Both of those teams kind of had some disappointing losses, but the Raiders a six-point favorite in Las Vegas. Uh, What are you thinking about that one? 
Viva Las Vegas, baby. I'm going with the Raiders on this one. Um, I, some something about that the Cardinals, the way they were looking. I don't know. I, I think it's probably going to continue on to this next week. I'm with you. I think they really missed DeAndre Hopkins, and they're going to be itching to get him back as soon as possible. I know he's suspended, but as soon as he's available, uh, I think we'll see an uptick in the Cardinals, but not this week. The Raiders win this one. Another big number. We have two more 10-point spreads, by the way, but the Bears at the Packers. Bears coming off a big upset of the 49ers. The Packers, it seems like the trademark Aaron Rodgers awful week one game. They got that out of the way against the Vikings. Uh, but what are you thinking with the Packers as a 10-point favorite at home to the division rival Bears? Uh, I believe that's the Sunday night game. Everything you've been saying about these other teams, how they're, like, they're going to bounce back and they really don't want to show that the- – Aaron Rodgers is going to do that. Him personally, is he'll throw the ball and catch it himself if he has yeah. to. I I think he will single-handedly, him and the running game. It's going to be him and, you know, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, those guys. Mm-hmm. The, they're going to cover this. I think they're going to make it happen because there's no way. he He's too competitive. And let alone sit there and have to and go lose to, to the Bears, too? No. He's not going to let that happen. He, he owns the Bears, and so I totally agree with you there. Give me the 10 points because I think it's going to be closer to three touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to take the Packers as well. Uh, a Monday night doubleheader, which is interesting. I think they have one game on uh, ESPN, one on ABC. I don't know which is which, but the Titans at the Bills. Bills a 10-point favorite. The Titans uh, lost to the Giants last week. Uh, probably should have won that game. Maybe some questions there in Nashville, but what do the Bills do coming off their opening night beat down of the Rams? The Bills are going to keep that train rolling. I guess that with that caravan of wagons, whatever they call yeah, it, you circle know, the they, wagons. They they gonna keep that thing rolling. They breaking tables all over the place. That's a good football team, and, and they're they're coming out hot. Like they're already mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? So that's tough. Uh, but the Bills, I think they'll cover this. Well, and the scary thing is the Bills could have dominated the Rams even more. There were a couple of bad passes. I think one of at least one of the interceptions that Allen threw was on his receiver. So they'll tighten that up. Yeah, I don't think they'll have any problems. And the final game of the weekend, uh, a good one for the Commanders fans to look at as the Eagles loom in week three. They'll be coming off a short week, which will be nice. And then they also face the Vikings later on in the season. So a good one to watch to cap off the weekend Vikings at the Eagles where the Eagles are a two and a half point favorite. I think the Eagles continue that rushing attack and rushing attack and take down the Vikings. who I think are pretty solid and they cover those two and a half. All right. You're taking Philly here. I'm going to actually go with the, the Kirk cousin led Vikings. I think that All they, right. I think they got a little bit of swag feeling pretty good that they beat a, you know, beat Aaron Rodgers in green Bay. So they're yeah. going to take that down there to Philly uh, and, and, uh, try to get a win on, on Monday night. They probably win by three, though. All right. Yeah, I like what Kevin O'Connell's doing. It seems like their their whole philosophy is get the ball to Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. You can't really go wrong with either of those two guys there. Okay. So I would love that upset of the, the Vikings over the Eagles. It'll be another fun one. I just hope that it's like last week where everything's coming down to the wire. You got to flip on red zone to catch all of the final scores and late field goals and missed field goals and all that. Looking forward to another uh, big week, too. Again, those picks brought to you by Bet Online. We're so grateful for those guys to bring you the show. And we can't wait for the commanders at the Lions. Go out there and get that second win. Start off 2-0. And uh, hopefully we're talking to you again on Victory Monday. 
Yes, indeed, folks. Y'all have a good weekend. Stay out of trouble. And we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.